Greetings, people loved by God. Welcome to worship on this, the 11th Sunday after Pentecost. Uh, for our friends who are worshiping online with us, uh, we welcome you. We uh, give you a little reminder that you, can, that you can go to our website, which is chapelofthecross.org, and there you will find the bulletin for this service under the resources tab, and you can follow along with worship with that. Uh, you, there's also options for giving or offering to the Lord under the give tab. Got a few announcements to share before we begin worship this morning. This upcoming Wednesday is our evening prayer service. That is our final uh, evening prayer service of the summer. Evening prayer is a brief, kind of uh, between 20 and 25 minutes long, mostly sung time of worship and prayer that takes place in our prayer chapel. Service starts at 6 p.m., so please join us this Wednesday night for evening prayer. As I mentioned last week, our Helping Hands Food Pantry is in need of several items, canned meat, canned pastas, and canned fruit. So if you can pick some of those uh, items up at the grocery store next time you're there, place those in the shopping cart over by the office, that would be, that would be well appreciated. You can also um, give a monetary donation, and what's good about that is often our pantry can purchase food cheaper than we can buy it in the store. So monetary donations go a long way. So if you would like to give a cash donation, please use that envelope in the pew rack. Just mark on that food pantry, and we'll make sure it goes to the right spot. And our bell choir is in great need of some ringers for this upcoming ministry year. Rehearsals start in September, and they're on Wednesday evenings at 7.30 p.m. That would be a great blessing if you can serve in that way, help make beautiful music to the Lord. Uh, if you would like some more information about that, please talk to uh, Ryan Meyer or Jen Schmidt. They'd be very happy to talk to you about that. There's also going to be a brief informational meeting about the Bell Choir on Sunday, August 27th, right after the 11 o'clock service. So if you want some more information, there's that, there's that opportunity as well. Our elder for this weekend is Jerry Bowen. Jerry is standing in the back there. He's going to greet you at the back door as you leave today. Get to know Jerry as one of your elders here at chapel. And God's blessings to you as we worship together this morning. We stand and we share the peace of our Lord with one another, after which we will sing our, our opening hymn.
name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us consider our unworthiness to come before Almighty God and confess our sins to Him in the presence of one another. We confess, Creator Lord, that like Job, we become angry at times with what You have allowed in our lives, and we have wondered why. Forgive our pride and turn us to humbly rely on Your gracious plans for us. We confess, Savior Lord, that unlike Paul, we have neglected people around us who have not accepted Your sacrifice for them. Forgive our self-centeredness and inaction and move us to tell them the good news as You provide opportunity. We confess, Spirit of Truth, that like Peter, we have failed to trust You in all things and have been overwhelmed by the storms of life. Forgive our weaknesses of faith and enable us to follow where You lead the way. All things in heaven and earth are under God's rule. His almighty power has shown chiefly in sending His Son into this fallen world to destroy the powers of sin, death, and the devil. Our pride, self-centeredness, weakness of faith, and anything else that would separate us from His great love have been forgiven for Jesus' sake. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, He gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. May the Lord, who has begun this good work in us, bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, in your Son you have given great and precious promises to all who will believe. Grant us faith that overcomes all doubts through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. The Old Testament reading is from the 38th chapter of Job. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone? While the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. Who shut up the sea behind the doors when it burst forth from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and wrapped it in thick darkness. When I fixed limits for it and set its doors and bars in place. When I said, this far you may come and no farther. Here is where your proud waves halt. Have you ever given orders to the morning or shown the dawn its place that it might take the earth by the edges and shake the wicked out of it? The earth takes shape like clay under a seal. Its features stand out like those of a garment. The wicked are denied their light and their upraised arm is broken. Have you journeyed to the springs of the sea or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been shown to you? Have you seen the gates of the shadow of death? Have you comprehended the vast expanses of the earth? Tell me if you know all this. This is the word of the Lord. We speak the psalm responsively. I love you, O Lord, my strength. My God is my rock, in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord, who is worthy of praise, and I am saved from my enemies. The cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. The valleys of the sea were exposed, and the foundations of the earth laid bare at your rebuke. O Lord, at the blast of breath from your nostrils, he reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of the deep waters. 
The epistle is from the 10th chapter of Romans. Moses describes in this way the righteousness that is by the law. The man who does these things will live by them, but the righteousness that is by faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the deep, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith. We are proclaiming that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. And this is the word of the Lord. King of glory and of grace, 
my perfect spotless righteousness. When Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the guilt within, Upward I look and see him there Who made an end of all my sin Because the sinless Savior died My sinful soul is counted free for God the just is satisfied to look on him and pardon me. Behold him there, the risen Lamb, the great unchangeable I am, the King of glory and of grace, my perfect spotless righteousness. At one with him I cannot die. My soul is purchased by his blood. My life is hid with Christ on high. my Savior and my God. Behold him there, the risen Lamb, the great unchangeable I am, the King of glory and of grace, my perfect spotless righteousness. Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, 
He was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Christ. You may be seated for our following hymn. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A nice, warm sun, a little breeze, sturdy little boat, and a beautiful and quiet lake. 
Man, that sounds nice, doesn't it? Just sounds relaxing and, and soothing, just quiet. And I put you to sleep just thinking about it. But when that sun gives way to darkness, and when that breeze turns into a gale, and when the beautiful and quiet lake turns into one seething wave after another, and when that boat is starting to rock back and forth and perhaps even take on water, well, that is not so relaxing anymore, is it? Not so quiet or soothing either. Instead of a vacation day, it's, it becomes more of a day of panic or, or fear. Never been on a boat at three in the morning in the middle of a windstorm. I thank the Lord for that. But that's exactly where we find this little group of disciples in our gospel text for today. In a small boat, in the middle of a deep lake, in the dark of night. They're caught in the wind. The waves are beaten against their boat. And they are exhausted. They are spent, perhaps even a little afraid. Not a great day for them. Now, the day didn't start out that way. I mean, it actually had been a beautiful day for the disciples. Now, Jesus had been preaching to crowds of people that surrounded him. He had been talking about the fact that he was their Savior, that he was their Lord. He had told them of the, of the forgiveness and of the salvation that he alone could give to them. And the people were listening. It had been a good day. It had been a great day for the disciples. And then something wonderful happened. Remember, it was a text from last weekend Jesus had compassion on, the, on that crowd because they were hungry. They didn't have any place to go to eat. So with a little boy's lunch, he feeds that entire crowd. 5,000 men, plus the women and plus the children, and everybody had enough. Thousands and thousands of people had enough, and there was leftovers even. I mean, it was a beautiful day for the disciples. And that crowd that Jesus just fed, they began to talk to one another. And they said, well, you know, if this guy can feed thousands of people just like that, just think of what else he can do. I mean, with that kind of power, we could win some wars. He can build a great kingdom for us. The people had in mind that they should make Jesus king right then and there. But you know that Jesus did not come to be that kind of king. He came to be a savior came to forgive sins. He came to work the miracle of forgiveness for people. So he sent all the people away, sent them home. And so that his disciples wouldn't get any ideas about becoming princes and heirs of a political and earthly throne, Jesus sends them away too. Tells them to get into a boat and go on ahead of him across the sea to the other side while he went up on a mountainside to pray. So the disciples, they get into the boat and they head out across the Sea of Galilee. And as they're going, that wind starts to blow. And the waves begin to beat against that boat. And the gusts came and pushed them around. And, and these guys, I mean, they're fishermen, men who knew what they were doing on a lake, guys who knew how to handle a boat. They're stuck in the middle of that lake. Not able to do anything, not able to go anywhere, just tossed around by that squall. And remember, Jesus is not in the boat with them. This is not the story where Jesus is in the boat asleep as that storm rages on all around them. Jesus is not in the boat. He's back on the mountainside praying. 
It's not in the boat, but, but you've got to know that Jesus is watching. And so that one who's watching decides he's going to come to those disciples in a very special way. He's going to come to them in his power and he's going to come to them in his glory. He comes to them walking on the water. That takes a little power, doesn't it? That takes some divine glory to be able to walk on water. And here comes Jesus to those disciples through that howling wind walking on water. But they don't know him. They do not recognize him. And if you think that they were perhaps a little bit frightened about that storm, well, now they see this figure walking to them on the water, and they're really terrified. The Bible says that they were so frightened that they began to cry out, to literally shriek in fear. Can you picture 12 grown men sitting in this boat shrieking in fear? That's what they're doing. Because they had figured that maybe someone had drowned in the Sea of Galilee and this was his ghost coming to haunt them and take them down to the depths with him. I mean, no wonder they shrieked. They lost sight of God. They weren't close to God at all at that moment. And so they shrieked in terror. Do you notice, though, how Jesus deals with these guys? They lose sight of him, so, so he calmly calls out, and he says, don't be afraid. It's me. You have nothing to be afraid of. I am here. Now, that, that storm is still going on all around him, you understand. The boat's still being tossed around. But he says, don't be afraid. I'm here. I'm watching over you. I'm close to you. And that brought relief. It always does, doesn't it? When our Lord comes to us in a, in a special way and he says, it's okay, I'm watching. Don't be afraid. And, and the storm can still knock us around and give us a good pounding, but he's there. That's his promise. He's watching. And that brings relief. There's a psalm that I, I often share when I am visiting in the hospital or at a nursing home. Psalm 121, it's one of my favorites. The psalmist is in trouble. So, so he asks this question, he, almost in desperation it seems. He says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? But then he answers his own question. He says, I know where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Almost as if to say, if he can make the heavens and the earth, well, he can certainly help me. And then he describes what our Lord does. He watches. He says, the Lord watches over you. The Lord will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now and forevermore. Five times in that psalm we hear that verb. He watches, he watches, he watches. Our Lord is there. That's his promise. He's watching. And that brings relief. And that's how it was for the disciples. I mean, they're relieved, although the storm is still going on. In fact, Peter is so relieved right away. I think without thinking too much, <laughs> without reasoning anything out, Peter says, well, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. He thinks, I want to be close to my Lord. Lord, let me come to you on the water. And Jesus, 
I wonder if he chuckled a little bit to himself. Says, come on out, Peter. And Peter jumps out of the boat and he starts to walk toward Jesus on the water. He wants to be close to his Lord. So he steps over the side of the boat and there he goes. But then all of a sudden, as he's walking on that water, Peter realizes where he is. And the wind is really blowing. And the waves are really moving. Storm is still going on. And Peter takes his eyes off of the Christ. He takes his heart away from the Christ. He's not seeing the Christ anymore. He's just seeing the storm that's all around him. And so he begins to sink. Peter sinking. The sea is going to eat him alive. So what does Peter do? He prays. Oh, it was an urgent prayer for sure, but it was a prayer nonetheless. It comes right from his heart. You can tell. It's not, it's not a big, long prayer with a lot of fancy words in it. No, not Peter's prayer. In fact, there's just, just three words in Peter's prayer. Lord, save me. That's all he said. That's all he needed to say. And all at once, you see that great loving hand of God reach down and grab hold of him. And as they walk together on the water back to the boat, Jesus says to Peter, Peter, what happened to your faith? You were doing so well. You wanted to be with your Lord. Why did you doubt? And I think for maybe the first time in his life, Peter had nothing to say. There was nothing to say. You know, all of us know that the storms that come around are not only on the Sea of Galilee. There's a lot of storms. All kinds of them. And they're really all over the place. Storms arise at work. Some storms arise in doctor's offices or in hospital rooms. Some storms arise in families between husbands and wives. And some storms come up between parents and children. I mean, there's all kinds of storms. And they beat against our boat and they, they do a good job. The waves are good and high. And sometimes it seems like those waves, that, that wind is just going to turn our boat upside down. And what do we do? <laughs> we cry out in fear so very often, just like those disciples. And at that point, Jesus deals with us the same way that he dealt with those disciples. He calls out, don't be afraid. It's me. I'm here. I'm watching over you. But so very often, we don't recognize him. And he, he's standing with us. He's got his arms around us, ready to comfort us, ready to love us, ready to strengthen us. But we don't recognize him. We don't see him. Because all we can see is the storm that's going all around us and our boat being knocked around. So often we don't see him. But he keeps coming to us. Don't be afraid, he says. I'm watching and he takes our eyes away from the storm and he turns them to him. 
Oh, what a God we've got. A God who watches over us even when we're not watching him. He's the one who came for us. He's the one who lived for us, who died for us. He loves us. We know that he does. He's the one who forgives us, who comforts us, who can keep us safe, who can bring peace to our families. What a God we've got. And as the storms rage and they're about to knock us over, we've got a prayer too. I'm mean, Just like Peter, we've got a prayer. And it's a simple prayer. And it comes right from our heart. Just three words. Lord, save me. <laughs> and down comes that great loving hand of our God. That same hand that reached down and grabbed hold of Peter. That same hand that took the little children into his arms and blessed them. That same hand that touched the eyes of the blind and the ears of the deaf and the skin of the leper. That same hand, in fact, that was that was pierced and, and crushed for, on the cross as Jesus went to that cross for the sin of the world, for your sins and for mine. Those are the hands that reach down, reach down and save us. Those hands, they reach down and they come to us so very often at this altar, the Lord's Supper, with all of his love, with all of his forgiveness, he reaches down here. Those hands reach down, they come to us here at this baptismal font. He comes in his water and in his word gives us love, gives us grace. Those hands reach down in the middle of the storm and they reach down and they take hold of you and they reach down, they take hold of me. With all of his glory, with all of his might, with all of his power, he reaches down and he says, don't be afraid. I'm right here. I'm watching. I'm with you. What a wonderful story. What a wonderful miracle. There's, there's one more part of that story I think that we sometimes miss the very end of it. Jesus and Peter, they get back into the boat and Matthew says they all began to worship him and say, truly, you are the Son of God. We have God with us, right here with us in our boat, right here in our lives. We have God with us. That God, that same God, he walks into your storm and he grabs hold of you and he says, I've got you. I lived for you. I died for you. I love you, and I'm holding on to you. What can we do but to worship him? What can we do but to confess our faith in him? We are held by the hands of God. And he's not just watching us, but we're in his arms, and he's holding us. I am so glad that he's holding me in the midst of my storms. I'm so glad he's holding you in the midst of yours. And so we praise him. And we thank him. We worship him. Because truly, he is the son of God. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand with me as we confess together our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. You find that on page 9 in your bulletin.
Together we confess. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of His Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. in Christ Jesus, and for all people according to their needs. O God, You created all things, and You rule them with wisdom, power, and mercy. We thank and praise You, for You are the giver and sustainer of life, and have prepared our salvation from the power of sin and death. Hear us now as we come before You, Lord, in Your mercy. Dear Jesus, as people once brought all their sick to You so that they could receive healing, so we entrust our loved ones who are sick to Your good hands and pray that You would restore them to health. Today, especially, pray for Jane Curran, Ayla Frushan, Peggy Miller, and Diane Tim. Lord, in Your mercy. Author of Life, we pray for those who are mourning. Wipe away every tear from their eyes with the knowledge that for the saints in heaven there is no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For they see you face to face. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Heavenly Father, may your mercy be poured out on all who have suffering loss due to the wildfires that have raged Hawaii. Mercifully remember all who mourn the loss of loved ones. Give them your peace and comfort, and keep in your care those who place their own lives in danger to save the lives and property of others. Lord, in your mercy. Dear Lord, you are faithful even when we are faithless. When Peter looked away from you, you reached out your hand and rescued him. We pray that you would reach out and firmly grasp us when we are sinking into the depths of fear and doubt. Help us not be afraid of the changes and chances of life, but to entrust our well-being into your good hands. By your word and sacraments, 
Strengthen our faith that we may firmly cling to your promises. Lord, in your mercy. Savior of all, you are far more ready to bless than we to receive, and far more generous than we are grateful. Yet we do praise and we thank you for all the blessings of life. Today we especially give thanks with those who celebrate birthdays, including Alex Moore, Gaeta Glenn, Reverend Michael Glenn, and Morgan Gakey. We also praise you along with Denny and Jane Klopenberg as they celebrate their 45th wedding anniversary. We thank you, Lord, for your love and blessings. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of the nations, you have given the authority to the leaders of our nation and you work through them to contain evil and promote good. We pray that you would make us responsible citizens of our nation. Help us to submit to good government as we would submit to you. Use us also as your instruments to pursue true justice and lasting peace. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all whom we pray trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated as we collect the offering.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good and right that we should at all times and in all places give you thanks, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty and everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who promised that wherever two or three come together in his name, there he is with them to shepherd his flock until he comes again in glory. Therefore, with all the saints on earth and hosts of heaven, we praise your holy name and join their glorious song. remember us in your kingdom and teach us ever to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, and he said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Christ shed for the forgiveness of your sins. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve your body and soul for life.
Please stand. Now may this eating and drinking keep and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Go in the Lord's peace and in his joy. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come in the Holy Supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on the day of his coming we may, together with all your saints, celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. We remain standing as we sing together our recessional hymn, Eternal Father, Strong to Save.